Welcome to the Friends with Money podcast, brought to you by Money Magazine, creating financial freedom for Australians since 1999. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Friends with Money podcast. My name is Michelle Baltazar. I'm the editor-in-chief here at Money Magazine. Thank you for joining us. Today, we're going to talk about the inflation rate hitting a record 6.1% as announced by the Australian Bureau of Statistics. So it's fairly normal to feel worried about what this means, but there are some quick hacks to save on your groceries. And one way is to actually check out this grocery app called Frugal. That's spelled F-R-U-G-L, which compares the cost of groceries uh, in two major shopping brands. And we're talking about, of course, Coles and Woolworths. To speak about this is Sean Smith, the Managing Director and Chief Executive of Frugal. Sean, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Michelle. So let's get straight into it. I know that our listeners are thinking now, all right, so how am I going to sort out my um, grocery budget this week? But I'm interested to know that uh, Frugal has introduced its own consumer price index, if you like, called the Grocery Price Index, or GPI. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, so we... Uh, everyone's watching the CPI, of course, because it's, I guess, mainly an indicator of uh, or a guide in terms of interest rate uh, changes, which everyone cares about, of course. But but the CPI is, is supposed to give us a cost of living uh, change. And uh, we felt very much that at the moment, uh, the CPI is not necessarily an accurate guidance in terms of household uh, cost of living pressures. You know, it's a strong guide, but there are a lot of factors that go into the CPI that are uh, out of the control of households. And we felt that uh, we have access to years worth of grocery pricing data and that we could really uh, look at uh, uh, weighted products that are more than likely to be purchased uh, by different types of households uh, and come up with our own indicator of uh, how the overall basket price is looking for those households to get what we felt was a, a, a truer indicator of uh, actual uh, cost of price increases at a household level. The, the official number itself, the, the maths that gets, is very, very complicated maths, and it does take out some of the outerlying uh, extreme increases, and, and it also takes out some seasonality uh, it omits uh, uh, price changes as a result of uh, weather events, uh, and it also uh, tends to ignore uh, uh, changes of fuel costs as an input into those prices. Well, as we know, over the last uh, six months in particular, uh, we've had non-stop adverse weather effects. We've had a series of floods on the East Coast in particular that, that have impacted growing. We've had uh, unprecedented increases in fuel, uh, energy costs, uh, commodities prices have gone up uh, for a number of reasons. So, uh, so many of these factors have been uh, not what I would call anomalies to the data, but actually the core drivers in terms of what's affecting household cost of living. So uh, we decided that we would uh, produce our own and put that out. Uh, as uh, just a truer guide of how households are feeling about these costs. 
Well, the way it kind of, uh, I've, I've looked at the report and I thought this feels more of a, an, an accurate picture of what a basket of goods look like when you have five different baskets. For example, if you're single, you probably are shopping for a different set of items than if you're a family of five, for example. So I, I think this is fantastic because then it just allows us to think a little bit more um, granular, if you like, on, on the cost of, of grocery items. So let's kick off with um, what were the major findings from your report? Let's compare it to the CPI first of all. So the CPI came in at 6.1, we came in at 6.75, so slightly higher. We did delve into categories of, uh, uh, in a bit more depth, I suppose, if you like. And, and one of the examples is uh, the the CPI combines fish and meat, for example, into one category. Uh, and that saw what we would call a, you know, a reasonable price uh, rise. Uh, but the reality is that uh, seafood is actually held pretty well. It hasn't been overly affected by uh, the events. It certainly hasn't been affected by um, adverse weather effects. But in the meat category, we've seen enormous changes, and and beef is the big call out. So you know, beef we're looking at um, you know fourteen percent inflation on beef products, and and chicken, pork is sort of you know five four percent. So th- there's a lot going on within that category that an overall number is less helpful. So that's one thing to note. Um, vegetables, of course, fruit and vegetables, we know, uh, has gone through the roof. Uh, it was downplayed a little bit in the CPI today. But when we looked at it, we gave a much heavier weighting to the types of fruit and vegetables that households are buying, uh, as opposed to just looking across the board. Because if you do look at, across the board, you lose uh, you lose what's happening simply by uh, by rounding across the board, and, and that's just not the case. The, the bottom line is if you've gone looking for broccoli in the last couple of months, you know that you're paying two, three times the price. You know that. If you're trying to find lettuce, you know it's hard to find. They're pretty small uh, when you do find them, and they're costly. Uh, you know, if you're buying packs of salad greens, in fact, any greens, zucchini, green beans, any of these things, they're hard to find and they're expensive. You know that if you're shopping. Uh, so it's not helpful if you see a, a small number of the CPI saying there's an increase, but you know that's not a key increase. Well, it is a key increase. Um, and if you look at the makeup of the CPI, they have a weighting system across all of their you know 86 categories. Um, and you know housing is the number one cost uh, for households, but food is the number two cost. So you know this is very significant, and and the prices have gone up. They probably went up more in the March quarter than the June quarter, but uh, we were hoping we might see them contract a bit, and, and really we haven't, uh, and we don't expect you for the rest of the year, to be honest. So conversely, you talked about the averaging of prices in the fruits and vegetable categories, and I personally haven't been eating lettuce at all or broccoli in the last week or so, but are there any uh, fruits or vegetables that haven't really gone up in price um, in the last three months or so? Or I guess if uh, one of our listeners asks us, well, Michelle, what are the more affordable fruits and veggies at the moment? What would you say to them? Uh, look, we've seen uh, bananas have been really well priced. Uh, apples have been well priced. Uh, sweet corn has been another one that has held its price really well. So look, there are pockets in there. Red onions too, from memory. Uh, I think sweet potatoes held quite well. So look, uh, you know, if you look, you'll find them. Um, but but 
households will need to consider that uh, the meat and three veg on the plate may have to be different. <laughs> it's just that, may have to be different. That is interesting. And it may not be beef this time. It might be seafood and three veggies or, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, great. There won't be much salad. Now, we talked about Frugal being uh, quite a powerful grocery app. Uh, I use it myself and it allows me to tag some of the items that I usually buy and compare them. But what would you say to those who are used to the traditional way of grabbing bargains, which is to rifle through or sift through the catalogs and circle the ones that they're going to buy that week? Yeah, and, and look, we love those people. They're the people who are you know, smart shoppers and they're doing their research and putting the time in. I guess what I would say to them is, look, a catalogue may have two to 300 items in it. So that's, you know, maybe 600 items across Coles and Woolies. But the reality is the amount of products on promotion can be anywhere between three and a half and 5,000 for each of those retailers. So the catalogue is really just, uh, just the tip of the iceberg in terms of what's there and what's available on promotion. So that's where a, an app like ours comes in so handy that for the for the savvy shopper, for the shopper who's willing to you know really track the prices, um, not just on individual products but across their whole basket, uh, you know you, you can look at ten thousand products on sale rather than six hundred. And, and keep in mind too, those the, the, the five thousand for each of those retailers are not the same products. They don't generally have the same. They don't match the products week on week. They're generally different. So for shoppers who are prepared to break their shop up into different stores, uh, there are really significant savings to be had there. And, and we've seen savings, um, you know, as high as 30%, um, de- depending on the basket maker. 30%. I like the sound of that. Anything with 30 or 50% off is usually <laughs> handy. Or hopefully we'll see more of those 2 for one or 3 for one deals. And final question, I do want to ask you, Everyone's focused on price at the moment for obvious reasons, but health is also important. So what are the things that people can do to make sure that they are staying on budget, but they are not sacrificing, you know, the nutrients or the health factor for for their family? Yeah, and that's been really top of mind for us at Frugal. We've put a a number of tools into the app that, uh, that allow you to uh, to look after your family's health in a number of ways. Uh, first of all, we, we've set nutritional th- thresholds in the app. So you can set uh, a, a threshold for sugar, uh, salt and fat, where uh, you'll receive uh, an alert on a product uh, if you're looking to add it to a list, uh, telling you, look, that exceeds those thresholds. Uh, and we've also added in a component where you can add in uh, a list of allergens that you're concerned about. So uh, personally, I'm a vegan, and so I, I don't want uh, meat or dairy or seafood. Uh, and so all of that is marked uh, in my profile, uh, and I simply filter those out. I don't see the products that have those uh, in it when I run. Or if I'm going to shop for my family because uh, no one else is a vegan in my family, uh, well, I'm not going to filter them out, uh, but I at least want to be warned when I'm looking at products that that may be the case. So uh, look, you know, vegan's more of a choice, but but if you're a celiac or or you have you know gluten intolerance or you know if you have family members who are allergic to nuts or egg or or things like that, then this becomes a bit more than just what you want and a bit more about life and death. So these are important tools, and, and really where we started with fruit, we wanted to help people uh, make healthier choices. Um, and even though price is the more topical issue at the moment, we still have those tools there. 
Now, there are pros and cons, of course, to just looking at the sticker price and and the deals. But there are also some misconceptions around um, budgeting and, and shopping where you end up overspending. So tell us about uh, maybe two of the myths that I've come across. One is there's a specific day that you should do your shopping or you do like a kangaroo hop. You know, you go to Kohl's, you go to Woolworths or you go to Aldi or, you know, you go to multiple shopping centers in one day. What's been the, the, some of the surprising outcomes uh, from Frugal? Uh, we've done quite a bit of research into this. We, we look at the frequency of price changes and and uh, and replenishment and, and so forth. And um, you know, first of all, the prices generally change once a week. Uh, not a hundred percent, but most mostly they change once a week, and that's late on a Tuesday night. So you know, for people who are interested in what the next range of promotions are, uh, you know, if you want to head into the store on a Wednesday. It, you'll see the new promotions there on Wednesday and they'll carry through uh, for the rest of the week. Um, for us in the app, it does take us a bit of time to, to load those up and load those changes in. We've got you know 60,000 products there to update and so it's generally Wednesday afternoon by the time we're up to date. But really the changeover is, is late Tuesday night. So that's the first thing. Um, on replenishment, look, uh, you know, the majors are replenishing all the time. Um, the bigger issue at the moment is just simply supply and whether they can get it. Uh, and unfortunately, there's no way to to forecast that either at a store level or in general. Uh, you know, supply issues are supply issues. But look, I think one of the keys for people though is to really think about the big ticket items that are in their basket. And when I say big ticket items, I'm talking about things like washing powder, which can be you know twenty or thirty dollars a box. Uh, pet food, which can be anywhere from fifteen to thirty dollars a bag, uh, these items when they go on sale, uh, you know, if they're fifty percent off, they offer enormous savings for your overall weekly spend, and that's where uh, I really concentrate on tracking uh, uh, through through our app is to see when do they go on sale. The washing powder I use goes on sale roughly every three weeks, and so I'm not going to buy it in the weeks in between when it goes on sale. I'm only going to buy it when it goes on sale. That is a good hack. I'll I'll make a note of that. So I, I think that's all we have time for today. But here at Money, we're very conscious that we want to give our listeners practical tips. So we're going to do a very short lightning round on what do you think are the, the key items that are quite uh, that are the most affordable based on your research and the ones that you may need to tag and buy when they're on sale or at a discount. Uh, full disclosure, prices change week on week, but this is just in general. Time starts now. Right. So uh, on the fruit side, uh, bananas uh, have really held their price really well. In fact, they've actually been lower year on year. Apples have been good. Uh, uh, sweet corn uh, is great at the moment. Uh, Spanish onions are looking good and sweet potatoes. Uh, on the meat side, uh, fish is actually, uh, uh, fish and seafood has actually been quite good o- over the period. Uh, and we found particular good buys in bulk buy of chicken. So if you're looking for a family of five, uh, uh, a two kilo or one kilo tray of chicken thighs is far, far cheaper and has held its price uh, versus some of the others. That's it. All right. One more. One more. <laughs> In terms of uh, products to track, really, it's big ticket items, pet food, uh, any cleaning products, uh, health and beauty, uh, vitamins and shavers, of course. 
Excellent. I saw from your report that ha- uh, household and cleaning products are up 11 to 12 percent. So you can definitely save a lot when you watch out for uh, the, the special promos, for example. Sean, you've been very helpful. I feel like we've given our listeners some tips there on how to save on their groceries. Uh, thank you so much for your time and thank you for joining us. Fantastic. Thank you, Michelle. Before you go, don't forget that if you've enjoyed listening to the Friends with Money podcast, we'd love for you to recommend it to your own friends and family, or you can help us out by leaving a review on iTunes or the Apple podcast app. You can also send in any questions, comments, or even topics you'd love for us to cover uh, through our dedicated email, which is podcast at moneymag.com.au. We'll also uh, write down the link for Frugal uh, on our show notes. So finally, make sure you head over to moneymag.com.au for all the latest financial news and stories. That's it for this episode. I'm Michelle Baltazar. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Friends with Money podcast. For credible, independent and easy to understand financial commentary, visit moneymag.com.au. Please remember that the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are general in nature and further independent advice and research based on your personal circumstances should be sought before making an investment decision.